1: Good day, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Stephen and Arjun Football Podcast, brought to you by Star Star Victory and Misu Boy SG. Last time around, uh, we spoke about the uh, Champions League group stages prediction with Yash and Uday. Uh, that was before, uh, that was last week, and this week, uh, the first episode after the international break, uh, we're gonna preview the two big-ish matches of the week. Which is Liverpool versus Leeds and Man City versus Leicester. And of course, uh, due to Ronaldo's homecoming, we will also discuss uh, United versus Newcastle, which is ha- happening as well. Um, so, yeah, to start off, uh, I think I'll direct the question to Stephen first. We'll start off with Liverpool versus Leeds. Uh, so, first off, how do you think the match is going to go, given that first, you know, Brazilian players were not available? Rafinha for Leeds, and of course, three important players for Leopold, Fabinho, Fabinho, and Allison. Um, Now, uh, the Brazilian players are available for selection, as well as um, Daniel James has signed for Leeds as well, so don't know how he's going to fit into the team. So, how, how do you think this one is going to go, Um,
0: Thank you, Arjun. Yes. Um, firstly, this is a big match because uh, it was... Um, Last season, we went to Ellen Road to play against Leeds uh, under the club of this European Super League that we had, which the focus wasn't on the football, but I'm glad this time around we are more focusing on the football instead of the politics behind it. Um, yeah, uh, it is a big match in the sense that um, Marcelo Bielsa is, uh, is, uh, is a very, uh, how does it, attacking-minded coach. You know, his, his, leads, uh, his, his team is playing a uh, beautiful free, free-flowing free football and which sometimes can resulting in you know like, like what happened against MU early this season uh 5-1 defeat i believe yeah so so it can go both ways you know it's either they, they can beat us because of their attacking powers or or you know we can we can we can beat them in a in a very very high scoring match uh as seen last season where we beat them 4-3 and so um regarding the yeah fifa in post two yeah, I'm just glad that we uh we we are we still managed to we, we can eventually manage to fill our Brazilian players come Sunday. Uh Fabino was injured, so probably Jota would have stood in anyway. But the key key ones were key ones are still Alisson and as well as Fabinho. Yeah, so I'm glad that Alisson is back. At least he can play. If not, we have to rely on the goalkeepers like Adrian. <laughs> Uh yeah, so how do I see this one go? Probably Daniel James won't start considering he just, uh, he just moved to Leeds. But either way, uh, whether he starts or not, I still feel that Leeds have a very um, have a very uh uh, swift attacking uh lineup, and with uh Bamford leading the front, I feel that they they always post a threat up front. Yeah, so I'll see Leeds scoring maybe a one goal, one goal or two. Yeah, so um but at the end of the day I still I still feel confident that uh Liverpool can 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 win this game so probably my prediction is least one Liverpool two.
1: Okay, interesting uh prediction. So would your prediction have been different if uh the Brazilian players were not allowed to play?
0: Yeah, I'll probably say a draw, considering that um we do not have a very strong backup number two. Like, uh, contrary to like what MU has, you know, they have uh, David Aheer, they have Henderson, uh, Tom Heater, you know, seasoned Premier League number ones. Whereas for, for Liverpool in that sense, our number two now is uh, Kevin Kelleher, which is a youngster. Yeah, so probably the, 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 the biggest drop in terms of quality will be the goalkeeping department. Uh, for new, I'm not that worried, considering the fact that uh, we have Henderson, Henderson back, and then um, Thiago can also play in that number six role. Um, yeah, so so probably if the Brazilians uh, cannot play, then then yeah, I would have gone for a draw. Okay, interesting uh, talk. Ude, how of, how about you
1: from a United fan perspective? How do you see this going? Uh, let's say in the case—I mean, in the current case where the Brazilian players are available, and also in the case where the Brazilian
2: players are not available. Hi. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Um, I'm not going to speak as an MU uh, fan. I'm going to speak more as a neutral uh, with regards to this. And of course, as an MU fan, I don't want uh, any of them to win because MU hates both of them. There is a rivalry between Leeds and Liverpool right now. But as a neutral with regards to numbers and stats.
0: Uday, you just sold Daniel James to Leeds.
2: Yes, yes, we did, we did. I absolutely agree with it. Uh, But Daniel James, Leeds have been chasing Daniel James for some time. Um, I watched the Leeds documentary on Amazon. Uh, Quick plug on Amazon to sponsor our podcast here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I watched that episode and they have been chasing, but there were some financial troubles with Swansea. And because of those financial troubles, they were unable to get Daniel James at MU Supreme. Based on the neutral, I feel like this might go into a draw because Leeds defensively at home are much better than away. And of course, they want to show to their fans that they are going to play, uh, they are going to be resolute against the mighty Liverpool. Therefore, I feel it might be a 1 1 draw with regards to this or a 2 2 draw. Um, the odds as well are predicting very close victories. Uh, very, sorry, very, very close for them, for none of them to win. So it's not like huge odd favor towards Liverpool or Leeds. So therefore, I feel a draw might be a good result uh, as a neutral fan. What are your thoughts, Arjun?
1: Yeah,
2: interesting perspective.
1: Um, I, I think I would have to agree with Stephen with respect to the results, in that um, I mean, since especially because the resilient players are back, and like Stephen mentioned, uh, Ellison is such a crucial player for Liverpool, considering they don't have a solid uh, second choice. In that case, I mean, since all the players are available for selection, I think I will have to back Leopold to win it. Although I do uh, expect Leeds to give plenty of trouble on the attacking front, Uh, it is to be seen whether Matip and Vendak can keep yet another clean sheet at the back. which I doubt. I think Leeds will score one goal at least, but I think it's going to be a thriller, much like the I think the first game of last season where Liverpool won against Leeds four uh, three. but maybe not such a high score line. I'm I, I think somewhere maybe around two one or three one to Liverpool. But if the Brazilian players were not available, I think it would have been a draw as well, probably somewhere around two so, two. So that that is my thoughts regarding that game. Now moving on yeah, to that's what I said. yeah. Moving on to the uh, other match, of course, by the time this podcast comes out, uh, the match would have passed, but at the time of recording, the match has not passed, so we will talk about the match. Uh, The first match we are talking about is Man City versus Leicester. Uh, I mean, again, just to discuss how um, the potential lack of Brazilian players would have affected these teams. As well as now, they are back for selection. How do you see it going? Today,
2: maybe I'll pass this one to you first. Um, yeah, of course, the Brazilian players would have had a huge impact with regards to Man City's lineup. If I'm not mistaken, their goalkeeper Edison, if was not allowed to play, uh, would be unavailable. Their second choice goalkeeper Zach Stefford is, I think, isolating or not feeling well, so they would have to play their third choice goalkeeper, who only made one appearance last season one appearance in the last five years, if I'm not mistaken. So, And it's not even listed um, in the <laughs> team until... So it'd be really uh, weird if they didn't have their Brazilian players there. Uh, um, with regards to Leicester, I don't think they have many less Brazilian players there. Uh, so it wouldn't really affect Leicester as much. How do I see this game going? Uh, I feel that this game... Might be leaning towards another Man City retreat, but it won't be as easy as the two five zeros they've had, uh, previously. So, I think just because of City's superior superiority, they are free flow right now. They have not scored more than five goals. Uh, back. I mean, I don't remember them scoring back to back five goals for some time right now, especially last season. Um, I think what they did last season, they used to just uh bore other teams up to the point they make a mistake and then they just score one goal and then let the other team have all the possession or they have all the possession and prevent the other teams from scoring. So, We uh, might lean towards a Man City victory over here. Uh, Leicester have been quietly racking up the points. Um, they are ninth right now and they will definitely give a huge fight to Man City but I don't, I don't see anything else uh happening except a Man City victory. Maybe a 2-0 Man City victory. Uh, KDB is back, so that's a good boost for Man City, even uh, Phil Foden. So all of these additional players coming back will definitely help Man City to win the game. All
1: right, interesting perspective. Uh, Stephen, I I remember when we got the news about the Brazilian players not being available, that uh, you were very excited because Man City will have to use Scott Carson, their third-choice goalkeeper, who, as Uday mentioned, has barely ever featured, and he looked really out of place when he made his appearance last season. Uh, is it a worse scenario than Liverpool having to use their second-choice keeper? What do you think?
0: Um, I think City is well stocked on that department, considering the fact that Scott Carson is a Champions League winner. Uh, fun fact, <laughs> for those who don't know that. Hey. <laughs> he was on the bench when Liverpool beat AC Milan on penalties in 2005. Uh. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, so you know, even better than Edison, who have not won a Champions League yet.
2: <laughs> so, Steven, today you are giving the fun facts, huh? not me. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. All right, yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it was a you know, dilemma for me. I kind of want the Brazilian players to be banned to see how Scott Carson plays for City. But you know, I also don't want it to affect Liverpool, la, but they okay, consider the fact that they can play now, okay. Long, so, so I still feel happy like considering Liverpool is my team. Um I to, to be honest, I have to disagree with Uday here regarding the predictions for Leicester against City. I I feel that Leicester can make a victory here, you know. Last season they beat them at home. Uh, uh, quite a big score line. 5-2. And also Jamie, yeah, yeah, 5-2, yes. And also, JB Buddy kind of liked to score against City. <laughs> so hopefully he'll continue his form tonight. And yeah, and let's not forget, earlier in the season, during the community shoot, Leicester did beat City 1 0 uh, at Wembley. Yeah, so, so all these kind of points towards, um, um, how to say, uh, 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 Leicester being better. La. And also, like I feel, I feel if they manage to stifle, city a city's attack because we all know that city doesn't have a center forward and oh yeah if brazilian players were banned they do not have a center forward yeah, because... for <laughs> yeah yeah so they have very good attacking midfielders which is very good in terms of bringing the ball very effective to bring the ball to the opposition box but i feel if this uh shut up shots, you know play a low block i think I think it's, it's, it's quite easy to cipher cypher City. And also thinking about it, um Cities City City Cities form also not has not been so good, I would say. Um, they were they were very underwhelming in this Tottenham. They only beat uh teams like Norwich and Arsenal, who are both in a relegation fight. Okay. So they, they have not shown the champions mentality so far, I feel uh City this season. So so for me I'll keep for uh Leicester week.
1: Slide at Arsenal
0: there. <laughs>
1: but yeah, yeah I, I, I think a uh, good good point, uh great by both Ode and Stephen as well. I think City has been like Jekyll and Hyde this season. Uh they have been horrible in okay well not horrible but not uh, not not really convincing in defeats against Leicester and Spurs early in the season. But then they end up winning five nil against Norwich and Arsenal. Albeit those teams not being great defensively and allowing City to run riot all over them. But yeah, it does seem like it depends which City uh, comes up against Leicester Um, But I feel like it's going to be a draw. I think Leicester won't be so easy for Man City to beat. But at the same time, I have doubts on whether Leicester can win because although they did win against Man City, they surrendered very weakly against West Ham. They lost 4-1 against West Ham. they only managed to eke out a two-one victory against Norwich, uh when Norwich managed to score against them as well. And they managed to win one 0 against stronger uh, strong rules, that, that that is not a bad match. But overall, I, I don't I can't find enough to suggest that Le- uh, Leicester have a good chance of winning. So I
2: think I'll go for the draw instead. Um hey, but let me just interject uh, here for a second. Yeah. Um, just with regards to the points you made. Sure, like Man City are jackal and Hyde. They've always been jackal and Hyde throughout their their tenure under Pep Guardiola. There'll be days in which they'll be able to beat small and big teams without even trying. I remember even last season, they lost to Leicester, they lost to Manchester United, but yet they still won the league. I think the fact that they have the firepower to destroy the smaller teams, not to say that Leicester is a small team, and the Community Shield victory, they did play a lot of youngsters there. And it was still a very close game, whatever happened. I'm not here to change anyone's opinions. I just feel that uh, we can't just judge City based on whatever happened the last uh, season's loss where they, COVID happened. There was not much preseason. We give City some time and we let them see how they develop over the time. And then we see, of course, as a Manchester United fan, I don't want them to win. right? If you see, based on the historically and facts and everything, they've always been doing well against bigger, uh, smaller teams, and of course, once in a while they do big, big teams. So it's these kind of matches in which Man City have to show up, and with their new system, with the pre-season intact, I feel very confident that City might win here. Yeah,
1: interesting. So, yeah. With your point, um, definitely highly possible City win, but yeah, as sure, yeah. Come, okay. I'm not sure if anyone's but is this
2: my point here? Yeah. yeah. No <laughs>
1: And now, of course, uh, to the big news, uh, I think we briefly touched on this in one of the last episodes, Ronaldo's let- return to Man United after uh, <laughs> potentially going to Man City. Um, of course, to, uh, the match against Newcastle tonight will probably be the homecoming for Ronaldo. Uh, at some point, he Ole has confirmed that he would uh, make his appearance, whether as a substitute or starting, uh, we don't know yet. But yeah, Uday, what are your thoughts? on of potential impact on United, uh, as well as the match itself, United versus Newcastle, how the atmosphere is going to be, things like
2: that? Um, to, to be honest, uh, of course, first Manchester United has to win it. Uh, Newcastle's defensive uh, numbers over the first three games have been very poor. They've considered the most amount of uh, penalties over the last three games. They yeah, Have considered the most amount of sh- somewhere around the bottom three for the most amount of shots and everything. The odds are if saying that Newcastle has a low, less than 20% probability of keeping a clean shoot. So the numbers clearly close towards Manchester United. Uh, I don't see anything happening except for Manchester United victory, but it's still Manchester United. We still haven't solved the center defensive midfield issue. Uh, Fred, uh, not being able to piss out is actually a terrible thing. I was actually very happy over the moon when I heard that Brazilian players were suspended. But that now he's back. He's in contention again. It's just something needs to change for Manchester that will destroy teams like this. he's going to win it, of course. 2-0 uh, is my prediction. But I still have concerns over there. Yeah, no, but
0: um, Ole, you said that you are, you are happy that... Sorry, Arjun. You said yeah, you are happy okay. that Fred cannot play. But, okay, as bad as he may be, who is
2: better to play in that position as a CDM for MU? Why have we not played Van the Beek? Of course, he's a great CDM. I'm not saying that. Why has Ole not played uh-huh. Van the Beek there? I still... I'm not saying Van the Beek might be our solution problem here. We didn't even buy someone. So, if we didn't buy someone, we should at least use the players that we have then the beak is there he's available of course he may not be a, yes. a defensive midfielder but i'm sure he can help us yeah okay in- but, interesting. Uh, I'm yeah, sorry yeah,
0: yeah, go ahead yeah. Oh no i'm just saying it must have been something that happened in the training ground whether ole whether he is not up to the level or or ole has some bias against him you get what I mean? So, if you think that he is of the level to play in the Premier League, so you are suggesting that Ole doesn't like him? Lah.
2: Yeah, most probably that's what's happening. Uh, Ole doesn't like him. Eddie. Actually, uh,
0: uh, about Vanderbilt, is... I, I think I did read somewhere,
1: I forgot uh, who mentioned this. it was one of the legends who mentioned that uh, a lot of IX players look very good when they play in the IX team. But as soon as they go out, uh, most of them uh, aren't able to make it immediately at the high, highest level. So, I feel like Vanderbilt could be uh, in that boat as well. So of course, a lot of things we don't see behind the scenes, training, uh, but it does also seem like Ode is not giving him enough of a chance, so I don't know which, which is more likely, but there is both sides to it. And uh, talking about Fred as well, uh, I'm I, I actually, I do like Fred. When, back when United signed Fred, I actually went back and saw the, the highlights of his time at Shakhtar Donetsk. And, the problem is not Fred, the problem is the system at United. Fred operates best when he's with a two-man midfield, uh, which is why he plays so well with together with Scott McTominay at the base of midfield. But when he's forced to operate alone at the base, that's when he struggles, because he's not physical, uh, he's not a defensive midfielder. So I don't think uh, people hating on Fred is really the right thing. I think it's more of the system problem, uh, like what... Today, mentioned as well, we, don't, we have a lack of a CDM other than Matic. Matic is old. Uh, most games, he uh, is not able to keep up with the pace as well. So, yeah, it's the lack of a CDM signing which is a problem. Uh, Fred works if he has either Van Der Be- someone like Wendemain Be- or McDominay beside him. And then uh, you can have Bruno or Pogba up top. But in the midfield three, if you want to fit Bruno and Pogba and Fred, I don't think that works. That, that balance of the midfield is always off. So that, that that's my observation from the games I've seen so far. I, I, I think it's not really a problem. It's just more of the system.
0: So maybe... Yeah, one more Arjun, no. where's, where is come Scott Mahomi now? Huh? He's injured. Uh, he's, he's injured, injured yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, will he, he be back soon then? or a long-term injury?
1: Uh, no, I think he'll be back soon. I don't think it's a long-term injury.
2: Okay. Yeah. Alright, will they go ahead? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to say was that I, I just brought a good, good point with regards to the system. Um, the fact that he doesn't want to do that. If that's the case, then exactly why we should uh, try to put Van Beek there. Or we'll just try. Of course, like maybe the buy this again Push Van Der Beek aside. Ole keeps on changing the system where we played really well 5-1, uh, destroyed leads. And then he gets Matic and Fred to play side by side in the second game, which uh, against Southampton. Uh, again, Southampton, we shouldn't be playing too... Uh, defensive midfielders as a Manchester United team from the past we should have been just playing one screening midfielder and just get like all attacking players out there Manchester United's flow from the back to the front has always been an issue so have another creative midfielder in there to push that forward have Fred and Van Der Beek there for, for all we care why did Matic play? so that's the concern I have with Manchester United we, Manchester United is the original jacket. and the Light. we'll have a great game one day <laughs> and like for next five games we'll play like terrible or average Somehow, we'll grind the results and then.
1: Actually, yeah, that, that was exactly my point as well. I was thinking, like, when you play Matic, you play playing him just him with Bruno and Popa. That works. That balance uh, works, I think we've seen in some matches two seasons ago, even last season. And then if you play Fred, you don't play Matic. You play him with McDominay or Vanderbilt. So, Fred yeah. and Matic just don't work. The balance of Newfield is just off. So, I don't know how that, and why that happens.
0: Good point. Speaking about Vanderbi, I thought about whether he was a late signing. You know, if you look, if you think back to last season, you remember that MU was failing in their pursuit for Jesus Sancho, and then suddenly Vanderbi came in. Remember? Yep. So it feels like it felt like a, a signing to pacify the MU supporters because of the failure to sign Jesus Sancho. Um, that's, I think that's my explanation, la.
1: I think more is that. It, it's, it's also that Benedit was uh, one of the you know like long-term targets. He was not being pursued per se, but he was like one of those on the radar kind of players. And then uh, he was suddenly available, and yeah, we were failing in the pursuit of Jason Sancho as well. So I think Ole also wanted to bring in someone to have more midfield options, and he still saw the chance and snatched at it. Um, yeah, it, it was it, it was probably somewhat like the Ronaldo deal, it was like the opportunity was there and he just snatched it. I don't think it was thought through.
0: Yeah. Anyway, speaking of Ronaldo, this is what we're here to discuss about the agenda was for Ronaldo. So yes, yeah, I mean for me it is exciting to see uh see whether Ronaldo was really what MU needed, or yeah. was he just uh signing to prevent City from getting him? Arjun, uh Uday, I have a question for both of you. Yeah. Uh so if like now Emil get a penalty, would you <laughs> get Ronaldo ticket or Ronaldo to take it as an MU fan?
1: Arjun, uh-huh. go ahead. This is a tough one because uh, I asked myself this question (laughs) for Ronaldo's side. But I think I would give it to Ronaldo just because he has the seniority. Yes, Bruno has been on penalties. He's been taking them fantastically. uh, No doubt about that. But I think uh, Bruno would be happy to give them to Ronaldo as well. Ronaldo is a traditional goal scorer. Uh, He needs goals to thrive, and he has taken penalties pretty well as well. So I think I would give them to Ronaldo.
2: I feel like the first game against Newcastle, if it was a penalty, Bruno will emotionally give it to Ronaldo as a sign <laughs> of gesture. And who do I want to take it? Honestly, I don't care if they just score. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyone except the is good is good enough for me.
0: <laughs> so yeah. Um, I
2: guess I'll choose uh Ronaldo here. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay, all right. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean okay I guess we can move on to our last uh, point of discussion today we wanted to discuss a little bit about FPL as well. Uh, so today uh, given Ronaldo's return to Manchester United and the Premier League, he's back in SPL as well 12.5 million as a striker and this brought up again uh, more premium options for all our FPL uh, players this season and personally, do you think it's a good uh, investment to go after Ronaldo, uh, whether it's
2: a short term or the long term? Um, at least for the Newcastle game, it will definitely be a great idea to get uh, Ronaldo for sure. Um, the other games that's happening uh, in and around, they're playing West Ham, and then after that, there may be another tough opposition after that. I can't remember. Is it Everton? I can't really remember. Right now. But there are oppositions in which... Uh, uh, West
1: Ham, yeah. West
2: Ham... Then we, are, then we have... Yeah, after West Ham, who do you have? Aston Villa and Everton. Like Aston Villa and Everton. Um actually, you know what I think that he's a great option to get him. I just didn't get it because um I didn't take. I didn't want to take a hit or use my wild card this week. I just wanted to play the patient game with regards to Ronaldo. As I feel like if I was to play a wild card, I might want to destroy my team, but I feel like my structure of or my call of my team is still good enough for me. So I just decided not to get Ronaldo in. but... To anyone, most more, more team-specific, if you have other issues, uh, fix the other issues. But if you don't, then I suggest you get uh, Ronaldo. Okay.
1: Yeah, so for me personally as well, it was I, I thought about it for a long time, whether to get Ronaldo or not. Traditionally, when a big-name player, name player comes in, uh, I prefer to win. I don't jump and get him immediately. But given that it's Ronaldo is a proven goal scorer coming back, even at that price point, I was going to use my wildcard anyway to remodel my team. So I thought, why not take a risk on it? Um, of course, having brought in Ronaldo, I brought Bruno Fernandes out because it doesn't make sense to have both of them, both premium options from the same team, obviously. Uh, and of course, only one of them are going to be on penalties or games, things like that. So yeah, I sacrificed Bruno Fernandes for him, but in the long term, I still think that it's a good idea, but I, I just I think it is a risk for the short term, for sure. Because we all know, Ole, uh He did say that Ronaldo will play a part, but it we could very well be bringing him on the 80th minute, and that could be him playing a part. And then that is going to ruin everyone.
2: Uh, work. too oh, sorry, so sorry. Even if he just play for like 10 minutes, I'm sure he'll get something and assist or a goal or something. Like guaranteed, you yeah, expect I mean, that, something from okay. that, that that's what we would hope for sure.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean. I agree with you. If he plays for ten minutes, he'll probably get something. And I assume he'll get at least thirty minutes. I think only will. If he doesn't start, I think he will submit it at the sixtieth minute mark, probably somewhere around there. Uh, so yeah, I think he has enough time to probably get a goal, or I see.
2: If, maybe. Um, shout out to the person who is first in our league. There's uh, just one second. Let me load up the person who's first right now. Um, wait before that, Arjun. What position are you in the league, by the way? I'm down in ninth. You're down in ninth, OK. Um, don't <laughs> worry, I'm in equally as bad. Well. I'm in fifth place right now. The person at top is Linkage Gopi Gopi Ganten. Yes. Yeah. first, India <laughs> Jose is second, and Ming Yang, who's third right now. Um, so congrats to them. Um, hopefully, yeah. me and Arjun can catch up eventually. <laughs> 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 Good job to them. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah, um, so
1: I think we've spoken about everything you wanted to talk about today. Anything else to
2: add today? Um, anything else you want to discuss with regards to... Um, oh, I guess with regards to FPL, I can just bring a few things with regards to pictures yeah. Um Leeds, Wolves, and um, Everton have some great pictures for you to target. Even Arsenal as well. <laughs> so I don't know. Who would you like to target right now? Just play your own game. That's my uh, suggestion with regards to FPL. That's about it.
1: Yeah, good suggestion for sure. Uh, Stephen, anything else to add uh, with regards to whatever we have spoken about so far? Uh, No, I'm good, thank you. Okay, all right. Uh, So this brings to end yet another episode of the Stephen and Arjun football podcast. Uh thank you Uday once again for joining our podcast today. Um uh,
2: you're welcome. Thanks for having me on board. Yep. Uh viva Ronaldo! <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, just to hoping Ronaldo scores a hat trick tonight. Uh yeah, it's been good uh, to appear on yet another pod, uh, podcast episode. And I was once again our we are sponsored by StarStrack Bakery and Mr. SG. Uh thank you listeners. Good night and enjoy the football weekend.